Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to 8 o'clock daybreak. Mm -hmm. Happy Tuesday. I'm a happy girl. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday morning. It is the 8th day of August. The year is 2023. And this is Daybreak Live. Let's get going. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for All right, good morning. We'll see if any of you guys find us at 8 o'clock. Let me get over here. Let's see. Some people some found us. Yeah. You know, Diane. There's Laura. Melissa. Diane. Let us know how this Two Dianes, yes. Yeah. All right, here we go. Bob, good morning, bro.
Looks like you found us. With no electricity, but we're still serving the Lord. Pray it gets turned back on soon. Oh, you must be watching from your phone then, right, Donna? All right. Well, good morning. Well, you know, Michael is in Cyprus. You guys are the regulars. Michael's in Cyprus playing drums for Jews for Jesus. Sarah and Josh are in Illinois. And me and Mama and Megan... Holding down are holding the down the fort. We're here, and we're trying this new thing. One of the reasons we're doing this is because Bible studies at night and services at night tend to lead us to getting in bed late, and so we thought we would try a little starting at 8 instead we of 7. We thought we'd see what it was like to sleep to oh. on 7 hours instead of 6 hours, but his internal alarm hasn't changed yet, so 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Day, boop. I still got up. So it just it just made me just sit around longer. Yep. But maybe I can start working out in the morning or exercising. What? All right, get your Bibles, guys. We are having Bible study. It's, who wants to have a Bible study? You want to have a Bible study? Bible study. We are in the book of Proverbs. We're walking through the book of Proverbs. We had a great weekend this week. We had service on the courthouse lawn, historic courthouse lawn, on Saturday, and that was great. It went really, really good. And then we had service on uh, yesterday. We had, or Sunday, we had normal service, and then had uh, baptizing afterwards. Baptized a couple of young ones, Levi and Sadie, who give their heart to Jesus. So it's a blessing to be able to carry out the Great Commission. Amen? And uh, what a blessing that is. All right, in our Bible study, as you guys are studying and walking through the book of Proverbs with me, we have now gotten unto verse 18 in the 16th chapter of Proverbs. So if you're just tuning in with us, we're in Proverbs 16, starting with verse 18 today. Lord, be with us as we study your holy word. And good, it's good to see you on here from Jerusalem, Brother Joshua. I'm glad that you're here. I know that you're eight hours ahead of us, right? So that makes it, if it's eight here, it's four there. Yeah. You can't figure it up that quick? Yeah. All right. 
here's what it says. Now, I put in kind of as a title, uh, Pride and Words, Pride and Words. It's kind of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to try to get through seven Proverbs today, 8 through 24. Verse 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The crazy thing about pride, the Bible is strong in speaking against pride, right? I mean, it speaks against pride much. We have examples. Uh, this morning, my mind went to Nebuchadnezzar and Herod both. But for instance, Nebuchadnezzar, yeah, go ahead, that's fine. Whoa, now I'm bright. Nebuchadnezzar, if you'll remember, in the book of Daniel, like chapter 4, you know, Nebuchadnezzar has these dreams and he, he sees this vision of this tree and these limbs and these branches and these birds that are resting on the branches and then it's cut down and there's nothing but a stump left. And But anyway, when you get to about verse 31, somewhere in that area, um, we see that Nebuchadnezzar, he has these dreams, he's warmed about these dreams, about pride, and he has really actually given honor and glory to the the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the, the, the God above all other gods is the way it's put in that book. And, uh, but then, you know, one day he's just looking at his accomplishments. He's walking around. He's like, man, look at all the things that I have done. Look at this beautiful, you know, I'm putting put in my words. You can read it. Basically, he's just lifted up in his heart. He's lifted up in pride. And he's like, look at all that I have done. And while he's yet speaking and it's on his mouth, boom, he goes nuts. He goes crazy. He loses his mind for seven years. He eats grass like an animal for seven years. And what was God proving to Nebuchadnezzar? It is God who gives you and sets up and takes down. And he didn't give God the glory. So that was that's pride. You know, we, we can, here's the thing about this sneaky thing called pride. We, we can be humble. We can be humble, be humble, be humble, be humble. And the next thing you know, we're prideful. That's what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, another one, you remember, uh, it's in the book of Acts, and I'm not sure where it is. I may have jotted the scripture down, though. Did I, yeah, Acts 12. Acts chapter 12. Herod is making an oration. He is making this proclamation and the people go, it is the voice of a God and not the voice of a man. And you know what Herod did? He didn't give God the glory. And what happened to him? Immediately he was stricken. Right. And he, he was eaten with worms. He died immediately because he did not give God the glory. Let's look. Every breath you take, every move you make, as the song says. But God is with us. Look, whether you're a believer or not a believer yet, God still gives you every heartbeat. Boom. Amen. Boom. Amen. Every heartbeat, every breath that everybody takes, it doesn't matter who it is. God is the giver of life. Nobody lives without God. It's in Him we live and we move and we have our being. 
If you want to think about mercy and grace, think about the people that hate their creator, the people that have no use for the creator that gives them a heartbeat every moment, a breath, and, and God still loves them and has mercy upon them. What a miracle. Yes. You know, I was thinking about how, right, you know, like, well, truth is relative, you know, uh, and I'm thinking, uh, no, truth is truth. And the only thing that is relevant is whether you believe the truth or not. Yeah. You know, because the truth is the truth. And God is God, whether you believe or not. He doesn't need you to believe in him. Amen. He's not like some fictitious thing like the jolly fat man, you know, that you have to believe in. To yeah, if you are faithless, no, he remains no, faithful. He's real and Amen. he's true. Amen. There's nothing relative about it. So pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit getting lifted up, thinking too much of ourselves, goes before fall. Amen. That's powerful stuff. But the sneaky thing about pride, we need people in our lives that will speak truth to us. Do y'all agree with that? Amen. Because it's hard to see pride in yourself. It's hard to see a haughty spirit in yourself. It's really hard. And uh, there's even a, a time where the Apostle Paul, I, I know I'm going along on this one verse, but there, there's even a point where Apostle Paul says that he was given a thorn in the flesh. Why? Why was Paul given a thorn in the flesh? Because he had received such magnificent revelations from the Lord. He was even caught up into the third heaven. He saw things that were unspeakable. You couldn't even speak about. And, and Paul says, the Lord, out of his love and grace for me, gave me a thorn in the flesh. And, and everybody debates on what that thorn was, and I can't say that I really know, but he says, here's what he said, a messenger of Satan seems to be some kind of a demonic affliction, a messenger of Satan to afflict me so that I wouldn't get lifted up or get haughty in spirit because of all the revelations that he had received. Because, see, when you walk close to God and you get right in the midst of God and God starts pouring His Spirit on you, and I'm going to tell you, I see this. I have seen this happen many times. I would say it's happened to me, and I've seen it happen to many men and women of God. They receive revelations from the Lord, prophecies from the Lord, and before you know it, you got some kind of a haughty spirit because you think you're something. We're nothing, Right? And it's good, whatever God gives us to keep us humble, we need to praise Him for that. Amen. And if, trust Him that everything works together for my good. Yes. If you do not humble yourself, He will, um, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Humiliate you. Mm -hmm. I, I remember praying before, it's like, Lord, please like, help me stay humble. So you don't and have to not, humiliate Yeah, him. but if not, like I know he's going to humble me in the end, even if I do get lifted up. I'm like, yeah. I know you're not going to let me stand in that, but still it's like, God, I don't want to have to go through humiliation. I'd rather just be humble in the first place. Amen. Just always know, here's my encouragement. No, it is God that works in you to do of his good pleasure. So when you get to the point where you're like, oh man, I'm doing good. I got this down. I'm living good. And all God's got to do is just take his hand off. That's it. For a second. <laughs> you know what? Second. You're going to fall. 
I'm going to fall. Stay humble before the Lord. And uh, even when you're doing good, give him the credit because I'm telling you, you can't do good without him. Yep. What are some ways that you, like, just practical ways that you could tell us, just things to remember that remind us, hey, stay humble, to help keep us humble. You know what I mean? Like, there's one instance to say, you need to stay humble. What are some ways that we can apply to our lives daily to go, I am humble before God and, and walk in humility? Uh, always speak truth to yourself. Let the word of God speak to you and, and don't get above your raisin, as we say in the country. You know, that's old Ricky Skaggs song. Don't get above your raisin. Don't, don't think you're better than who you are. Uh, but don't think you're worse than who you are either. Yeah. We need to speak truth and speak life even to ourselves. We have a lot of problem when we speak falseness to ourselves. And so I think it's just as dangerous. I think it's dangerous also to speak wrongly to ourselves and, and cause us to think less of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You are worthy. You are loved. You are a child of God. He loves you. Okay. And that's good. And you need to realize that. Uh, so I would say the, the most important thing is to try to speak truth to yourself. And I think we do that by reading the scriptures and letting the scriptures tell us who we are that we're loved, that we're forgiven, and that it's by His strength, His stripes were healed, and everything that is good about us is good because of what He has given to us. I think that's the best way, personally. Yeah. Uh, some of you guys, would you would you type in what you think is a good way to help us? Peggy says, I think sometimes He causes things to happen in our lives to humble us, to wake us up. Amen, amen, amen. I, I agree with that. I agree with that so much. I have another question on it. Just real quick. Like in 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 ministry, <clears throat> I know there's a confidence we're supposed to have in God. Like if God gives you something to share, right? But I can see where sometimes this this area of humbleness and pride be like, oh, well, I don't want to share that because I don't want to, you know, what if it's just me, if it's not the Lord and... You know how that confidence can be mm -hmm. um, undermined in a sense, and it's like, how do you, how can we gauge the difference between? Uh, I can humbly speak what the Lord tells me to speak, and in confidence, but not in prayer. Okay, I, I I can only tell you from my experience. So sometimes, some people bless me, and they say, "Thank you for your wisdom, Pastor Scott," and I think, and I appreciate that. But that being said, when I sit here to begin to teach, I know that I don't have any wisdom of my own. I mean, I, I really do know me, and I know that that I love the Lord. I, I try to walk with the Lord, but it's like when I stand up to preach on Sunday or Saturday, either one. I really have to trust in the Lord, and I think the the the. I think a true humility is just simply realizing if anything good comes out of my mouth, then it's a blessing from the Lord. And that's why sometimes you'll hear me say, if, if I said it wrong, that was me. You know, because I know that I don't, I'm not smart enough. You know what? Does that make sense? So I don't know another way to say it, really. That's the only way I know, know to say it. Are you trying to say God has grace and grammar? Yeah, God has grace and grammar. Yeah. But there's anointing that you have to have. Amen. And if that anointing is not there, uh, I can prepare a message and prepare it to the best of my ability. 
but you can just speak something and make and say good words and it have no power. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because he is the one that brings the light. He is the one that brings the life to the message. Amen. He's the one that puts his uh, stamp of approval. I'm just saying his. Uh, it's like this. Is it shmita? What is the word that means the power that comes through his word and through his chutzpah? Uh, no. no, I can't remember. But anyway, he's the one that puts it there. <laughs> it can only go. Every good gift comes down. From Amen. The of lights. Amen. Verse 19. This is really tied together. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Of course, divide the spoil with the proud is talking about uh, riches. And basically, you know, it's, it's better to be poor and humble than it is to be rich and proud. I mean, basically, that's what it's saying. Do what, baby? No, Shemitah is the... The sabbatical year. There's a word. And it's going to yes, but I don't have it. Hebrew scholars. I don't have Please it. Please let me know what the word is I'm looking for. Uh, and and so and this is what I'm saying about humble of spirit. Um, just thinking rightly of yourself because it, it is wrong to think negatively of yourself to a degree as well. Maybe we'll get that here in a moment. So it's better to be humble of spirit with the lowly. Than to divide the spoil with the proud. Amen to that. Verse 20. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. So, you know, Jesus, again, Jesus, after he teaches, he says, it's not just he that listens and goes, man, you said some good stuff, Jesus. That is really smart. Jesus, because often people do that. We, everybody can say, Jesus spoke so wisely. We can look at his words. We can say, wow, he is smart. That's good stuff. But it doesn't do us any good if we don't live by it and apply it. And so that's why the Lord says over in Matthew chapter 7, he says, let me tell you, he that hears my word and does them. He's the guy that builds, because Here's what the Lord says. The storm is coming. The tornado is coming. The hurricane is coming. The storm is coming. There's no doubt about it. You ain't got to wonder if a storm is coming. Storm's coming. Here's the point. How are you going to stand in the storm? And what is your house built upon? And, and the Lord says, Yeshua says, if you listen to what I say, okay, and do them, then you're like the ones who dug down and built this house on the rock, and when the storms come, it stands. But if you hear what I say, and then you don't apply it to your life, you don't do what I say, you're like the guy who built his house on the sand, and when that flood came and that storm came, the house fell, and strong was, or great was the fall of it, and that goes back to what you said, Megan, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He will humble us. Mm -hmm. Pride goes before a fall. Humble spirit is what God wants to see in us. And the humility, really, it, it hurts us. It's not so much as hurting God. It's, it's like God starts seeing this thing rise up in us that's not good at all. And, it, and, and we need to pray, God, keep me humble before you. <laughs> keep me in humility before you. Help me to recognize when I'm being lifted up with pride. Amen. Verse 21. 
the wise in heart will be called prudent and sweetness of the lips increases learning the wise in heart will be called prudent uh, I believe it's uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans 13 talking about governments generally speaking he says do what's good and you will have praise of the same do what's right do what's good this is what's if you're wise in heart and you listen to your heart you listen to a heart that's filled with the Lord and you're wise and listen to that you will be called prudent you will be called a person of understanding a person who is using knowledge correctly and sweetness of the lips here I think is is just means speaking well we need to speak well and um Speak life. Speak what's right. We're going to get into... So here was pride, and now we're going to get into speaking in words. Verse 22. So speaking well, asking the right questions, saying the right things, causes more and more learning to happen to us as well. It says increases learning. Verse 22. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it. But the correction of fools is folly. In other words, you, you just can't correct fools. Fools will not receive correction. It does not matter what you say. And this is the same thing. If we get too lifted, if we get lifted up in pride, and, and, and I would say lifted up in pride and a haughty spirit is, is an overconfidence in our abilities without God. I think a good thing is to have confidence in God. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Okay. But realizing yeah, I must have the Lord. I must be in contact with the Lord. And then that gives us a strength. Because we'll mess up if we don't. And, and fools can't receive correction. Right? But there's this wellspring of life. Lisa and I lived, moved up here on this hill in 1991. We have this well where we draw water from a wellspring 150 feet under the ground. And it's always given us life here on the hill. It's constant. It's never run out. Okay, And understanding is like that. It's like a, a springing of life. Understanding keeps giving us life-giving water. What time is it? Oh, my goodness. All right. I will take up with verse 23 then tomorrow. Uh, we've already been on 27 minutes. Hallelujah. All right. Hey, I, I love to read your thoughts. Now, oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I just realized today I put none of the scriptures on screen. Not a one of them. That's okay. We're, we're going to work the kinks out. It's all good. We'll work the kinks out. I, I, this being 8 o'clock has thrown off my groove. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just it's, now it's realized it. Because he was talking about it this morning. He was like, I know putting the scriptures up takes a little more time, but I think it's really beneficial. Yeah, I said, boy. We love you guys. Have a blessed Thank you day. for being here. We'll see you tomorrow again at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our, Our Father, Father in, who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Shalom, saints. Shalom. Shalom. See you tomorrow. Bye.